This is the official HITS training and consulting podcast. We are America's law enforcement canine training resource. We're raising the training bar for police dogs everywhere by discussing the intricate details of the training techniques used by the experts. HITS radio is merging the training world with the real world. You've been there. We've been there too. Welcome to Hits Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer. Today, I have a great panel of guests with me that I'm real excited about. I have several different uh, doctors and scientists from Yukonuba, who's our main sponsor in Chicago this year. So Yukonuba has always been a great partner with uh, Hits, and this year they're our, our main sponsor. So I was able to corral quite a few of these uh, busy people together today. And we're going to talk a little bit about their company, which is is pretty fascinating, all the different stuff they're doing with working dogs, as well as some science behind uh, dog food. So I've talked to them all. Um, the, Dr. Jill Klein is here. She's taught for us several times. If you've been to any of Dr. Klein's classes at HITS, you're, you're well, well aware that it's not an infomercial for their product, but it's great information about uh, how the food that we feed our working dogs affects their abilities and their performance. So there'll be a lot of information uh, on both dog food and performance, uh, how they go together, as well as some good background about uh, one of the biggest dog uh, food manufacturers that we have in the country and at, at a dog food company that is very dedicated to our profession and working dogs. So with that, let me introduce Dr. Jill Klein. How are you today, doctor? I'm well. How are you today, Jeff? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, helping me facilitate this. We have several people on board here today. So if it's okay, I'll turn it over to you and let you introduce who else we have here uh, on the podcast with us today. Absolutely. And and thank you for letting me um, bring uh, the big guns with me on, on this podcast. Um, I would like to introduce you to the three other people that are sitting here with me, and I will tell you their names and then let them quickly tell you who, what each of them do uh, in our company. So as you mentioned, my name is Jill Klein, and I am the person who runs the American arm of research and development for Yukonuba and Royal Canaan. And sitting to my right is Russ Kelly. And Russ, if you'd like to briefly explain what you do, that would be awesome. Sure. Thank you, Jill. So as Jill Jill said, my name is Russ Kelly, and I'm the uh, research program manager for service, working, and sporting dogs. And I work in the upstream research group, and I've been in the industry for... Uh, close to 24 years and in, in R&D for, for going on 30. So I've been at this quite a few years. Uh, my primary areas are, are growth physiology and then physical performance. And sitting on my left is Dr. Aaron Ferris, one of the veterinarians for Yukonuba Royal Canaan. Aaron? Hi, I am Erin Ferris. I am the attending veterinarian um, for the Research and Development Center for Yukonuba and Royal Canaan. So I'm coming at this with a kind of unique perspective of being a small animal general practice veterinarian for some degree um, and working with Yukonuba and Royal Canaan um, on their sporting and, and working dog projects. So also in the process of learning more and more about this cool business. So I'm happy to be here. 
And then finally, um, last but not least, um, Corey Norden. Um, Corey, if you want to introduce yourself and kick us off. Sure. My name is Corey Norton. I'm the uh, industry manager for Working Dogs for Royal Canin and Yukonuba across the U.S. And uh, my background is, is more in the animal training and nutrition field. Um, I, I spent the last 17 years working directly with different species of animals. And in the last couple of years, I have stepped into the uh, Working Dog Management role uh, for Royal Canin and Yukonuba. So uh, basically what my role is, is Anytime, anytime you have a question, uh, whether it's about ordering product, uh, which product to use, or getting you in touch with one of our specialists like Dr. Klein, Dr. Kelly, or Russ Kelly, um, anytime you, you need a contact like that, you can reach me. I'm kind of your one-stop shop for anything you need with Royal Canin Yukonuba. Outstanding. And I will put everybody's uh, contact information in the show notes, so that would be easy for those of uh, people that are listening if they want to reach out and uh, talk to anybody. We'll make that available sure. if that's okay with you guys. So I guess I'd like to start off with uh, maybe talking a little bit about um, uh, Yukonuba and what's going on with Yukonuba. I know there's uh, some changes going on as far as some branding and stuff. And maybe if some if uh, whoever wants to address that, just so our listeners kind of understand uh, all the complexities of, of that. I know it's a large company. So in the, in the past... Two years, uh, we've been working on integrating Royal Canin and Yukonuba uh, in, in several different ways. And so that's why whenever you see us out and about, you, you'll likely see both brands together. And Yukonuba uh, is essentially taking on the role of the performance side for Royal Canin. So whenever you look at a lot of the performance sites that we have, that has always been uh, very much in the wheelhouse of, Yuk of the Yukonuba brand. And as we are continuing to integrate the two companies, uh, you'll likely see a, a lot more of the uh, integration towards the uh, sporting as well as working dog and, and other performance sites being housed more within the Yukonuba portfolio. So some of the people that perhaps have used Royal Cannon over the years will end up using Yukonuba, same food, just under a different label, basically? Yeah, we're still looking into the logistics of how all of it's going to work out. Uh, but needless to say, we're, we're looking at, at both portfolios and, and kind of seeing what direction uh, those will go. But more information to come on that in the near future. Okay, outstanding. Well, from HITS, we appreciate you guys sponsoring and, and stepping up and always being good partners with us. The class that um, you're going to do this year is about um, peak performance and uh, for detection dogs and dual-purpose dogs through nutrition and management. I know there's a lot of science that goes on in that class as far as you know explaining things. With that, I know there's a lot of science that goes on uh, through your dog food. This is one thing that I've learned a lot about with your company is that everybody in this panel here, for example, is very motivated um, because they have a background with working dogs. Almost everybody has one. So if you guys want to talk just briefly uh, about, like I know, Dr. Klein, you have a couple of different working dogs, about your passion for this field, and then how does that blend in with the science part of your products? Sure, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I think that for me, one of the the beauties of um, for us rolling rolling Royal Cannon and Yukonuba together is that traditionally those are two brands that have had a focus on dogs who have jobs. And my passion is working with dogs who have jobs. And as you know, Jeff, um, I have pretty intense retrievers, so. I have Nova Scotia duck tolling retrievers and have spent the last 20 years or so um, learning how dogs who use their noses spend their lives. Um, and 
we spend a lot of time here at, at Royal Canin Yukonuba um, understanding um, how nutrition links to each and everything that we ask our dogs to do on a daily basis, from finding things to jumping things to um, indicating to us that what they're what what they're looking for, what they found. So it, it's interesting how nutrition links with that stuff. In terms of our class, and I'll just talk a little bit about that. This year, I think we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to divide our talk into a focus on detection dogs and a focus on patrol dogs so that we can really deep dive into how nutrition marries up with the different activities of, of the two dogs. And certainly, if you have a dual purpose dog, um, some things are going to cross over and, and be applicable to both. But um, we'd really like to dig into what makes each dog unique from a nutritional perspective. Outstanding. I think that sounds like a, a, two great topics. Russ, do you want to get a little, a little bit of insight on um, the working dogs that you've, uh, that fuel your passion? Sure, absolutely. As uh, similar to, similar to Jill, I, I've been around dogs with jobs for more years than, than what I want to remember, but uh, they're all, it's always been fun in terms of, of, watching dogs do what they, what they were bred, bred for. Um, my personal dogs are sporting dogs and, uh, from Upland. I have a, a, a German short hair pointer and an English setter. Um, but over the, over the years I've had, uh, Labradors, I've had shepherds, I've had English pointers and, uh, numerous English, uh, English setters. Um, but all of these are, are really, I'm, I'm going to say related from a, a standpoint that they're, they're using their nose and they're using their physical uh, uh, prowess to, to perform out in the field. And I've also had the opportunity to work with uh, numerous groups around the world with, with their uh, detection dogs as well as, as um, dual purpose or patrol dogs. Outstanding. And I know um, from talking to everybody over the, the years, just with all the working dog backgrounds that you all different possess, and as well as the extreme education level, um, I just want to say it's it's. I think it's very refreshing. I think maybe sometimes you know we buy a bag of dog food, read the label, try to take a good guess at it, um, maybe get some advice or something. But I, I'll tell you, even as deeply involved as I've been in with all the canine industry over the last you know twenty years now between having a publication and hits and then training dogs for longer than that. I don't think I realized, um, I guess both the, the knowledge, the, um, amount of research and then the true passion that goes into your product, which, uh, once you understand that, I think it, it's, it's a fantastic combination, um, that you, that, that your company has going on because you guys are passionate about what you do. You're knowledgeable about what you do and the research, appears to be ongoing to me where you're always trying to, to tweak the products, make them a little bit better um, from both your experience and then your research. So I appreciate that from my end for sure. And Jeff, I would just like to add to that too. So, you know, I, I'm one of the newer people in the room to the working dog industry and coming from my, my history of, of working with uh, trainers, uh, being a trainer myself and, and working extensively with nutrition, whenever this position became available and they approached me about it, it was, it was exactly what you just described, their, their passion for what they're doing. There, there's a real cause behind it. We're very much a dog first company. Um, but, but to be able to see how well they put that together instantly made me feel at home in this role. So um, it, it's been a, a 
breath of fresh air for me as well to join a team like this that's so passionate and, and has so much knowledge in the field. I was just going to say, um, you know, to follow up on, on what you said, Jeff, one of the things that uh, I, I'm proud of is um, as part of this company, you mentioned um, that our job is to design food that makes working dogs do their jobs better. But where we are now, as we evolve into the working dog space, we are committed to more than just uh, finding food innovations that make dogs better. You may not be aware, but Royal Canin uh, was the primary sponsor in the development of a, a new set of continuing education for veterinarians to teach them how to be better veterinarians for working dogs. I'm sure in your time as a handler, Jeff, you have been to the veterinarian and you're like, oh God, this guy has no idea what my dog does. <laughs> and it's, you know, so it, it became a passion for us to partner um, with PenVet Working Dog to develop the um, Working Dog Veterinary Certification, which teaches veterinarians how to handle working dogs specifically and to understand what problems a working dog might have that they don't generally see with pet dogs. And we're really proud of, of the fact that we can help elevate the overall care for working dogs through this program. Outstanding. It sounds like there is a lot going on on a lot of different uh, levels, a very holistic approach to our entire industry. So again, I appreciate how involved you, you are in all of this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let Russ kind of give you a top line on exciting uh, science, both his and others that are, that are um, coming down the pike that, that hopefully people will find interesting, interesting when it comes to working dogs. Russ, you want to give like a thousand foot view on that? Sure, I think uh, I think one of the exciting things that um, is is coming is is really the recognition that we can't just take I'm going to say one one model of a of a working dog and then apply that that finding across the board regardless of their of their duty. Um, in the past, a, a lot of the working dog uh, knowledge has come out of have come out of the uh, sled dog sled dog research and and certainly those are that those are beautiful uh, dogs with regards to what they do um, but as we look at, at a lot of our I'm going to say a lot of our, our working dogs they are not you know they're not pulling sleds they're not operating sure. in the uh, in the tundra type conditions we have dogs that are are working out in the in the uh, desert we have dogs that are that are working in some uh, pretty thermal challenging areas. Uh, one of the one of my my main focuses is on thermal regulation uh, for the dog, and as we we step back and and look at uh, you know dogs that may be operating in you know thirty to forty degrees uh, Celsius uh, temperatures with high humidity, uh, all of that takes a takes a toll in terms of of the dog's physiology and we really need to 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 better understand how to manage these dogs what foods to provide what what nutrients are important for them to be able to to tolerate those type of 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 um, thermal thermal challenging environments and how to get them to to continue to thrive in terms of their performance so so i guess besides just being uh you know looking at the breed of the dog the size of the dog what the dog does there could be a component to where your dog's working. So if, if we're working down on the border, maybe there's going to be at some point a, 
a different food or, or something that's going to help that dog uh, withstand the heat? Is yeah. that kind of basically? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not only I'm going to say just to build on, on the, your point, Jeff, not only of where they're working, but really at what point of, of work are they, are they uh, at? So really in terms of a puppy transitioning from, a, a pure growth state to one that's that's now entering training activities and then ultimately into into their deployment uh, work environment. All of those are important uh, features for us to or points for us to understand and and be able to to provide a, the proper nutritional recommendation as the as the animal transitions uh, through those through those phases. That sounds very interesting. I, a question comes to mind on that is. You know, I know there's a there's puppy food, adult food, and then usually senior food. Is that going to be broken down um, more at some point? Do you think through, or is those three stages is going to is that kind of the standard for most dogs? Well, I th- I'm not sure in terms of how many how many different segments that will ultimately be commercialized, but I think uh, certainly the expectation is is that we're going to have more and more um, designed uh, foods relative to to what a dog's doing. Uh, so in terms of, uh, the, the, like the yeah. puppy situation, uh, yes, we've got, we've got puppy foods that, that really care for the, for the puppy through growth. Um, but is that, is that a perfect food when they start entering into their preliminary training activities? Uh, a lot of times with, so, uh, like the large breed puppy foods, which are great in terms of controlling the, the rate of growth and, and, uh, maximizing sort of skeletal health, um, we know that those foods may be not be optimal with regards to energy when they start their training activities. Uh, so we need to we need to learn more about how to properly uh, balance their energy expenditure with the with the energy intake uh, in order to to maximize health and performance for those puppies. And Jeff, if you don't mind, uh, one thing I would add, so it, you know, we we find that it's very important for us to be able to get out and give these seminars and provide education when possible. And as you mentioned, it's, it's not necessarily just about a specific ingredient or a specific food. Uh, we try to touch on, on pretty much all topics that impact your dog, but that, that's the reason why when we're on site uh, that we try to take as much time as possible to talk to the individual handlers to help them find which exact food is right for their dog. Um, as Russ is saying, just because the dogs may look alike or have what, what we think of as a similar job, we try to focus specifically on the development that each individual dog has. So sure. that, that's a, a big part of what we do when we're on site. So we always invite people to come up and talk to us and see if we can talk through it and, and find the appropriate diet for their dog. And that's a great point. Cause I know when you're at hits, I don't know if you remember Jill, um, I still had a, I'm doing a, a single purpose bomb dog now, but at the time I still had a patrol dog that was a half uh, Dutch, half Malinois. And I stood there and talked to you for quite a bit, Jill, and we changed his food um, he was having a hard time keeping his weight, was a little bit finicky. And then I was having the constant uh, diarrhea problems with him. And with just a couple of tweaks of his food, you told me which one to switch to. And it made it made a night and day difference to him. So hopefully everybody who comes to HITS this year will come by the Yukonuba booth and spend a little time getting the, that advice because it's, uh, it's very much worth their time. I do remember that, Jeff. Um, and, 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 and it's amazing, isn't it? How it, it doesn't take much to put your dog back on the right path. And it, it's also interesting how sometimes we fall into some, um, urban legend or myth associated with feeding our dogs just because, 
you know, a lot of times something that worked for your, uh, one of the other guys on the, on, uh, the, the group's dog isn't going to work for yours. Um, because certainly we know that mouths aren't shepherds and, um, mouths and shepherds aren't duchies either. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, one of the things that, that we'll go through in our classes is we'll talk about different feeding strategies. So it may be based, you know, to, to, to circle back to what Russ was saying, it may be based on the types of activities you're doing. We can help you to refine your feeding strategy to optimize your dog's performance in the field. And so we'll talk a little bit about that in the class for people who are interested. Okay. And I, I believe what our plan is here is we're going to do the, today's intro, uh, you know, to the company. And then in the very near future, we'll do a, another podcast with uh, the same group here. And we'll probably be able to touch base on that, you know, briefly in that podcast as well for our listeners to, to look forward to. Yeah. And Dr. Ferris was going to touch a little bit on injury recovery, which I think hopefully will be of interest to your audience Yes, uh, for sure it would be, especially with, you know, in regard to nutrition. And I know you've told me that there's some stuff coming down the pike on that as well. Yep, for sure. So we're at about 20 minutes, which is about how long we always like to keep our podcast. Uh, I'd like to give maybe a, a just a quick minute to everybody who, who would like to. Maybe, Corey, if you want to kind of wrap up this podcast with, you know, a, a, anything else with uh, you, Knuba. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jeff. Um, the, the main point we want to get across, you know, here and, and one thing we want to just bring it back to is, you know, when we show up at Heads, we're, we're going to be hopefully really helping you guys talk through your individual dog's needs. Um, we did divide it out into patrol dogs uh, versus detection dogs, uh, because depending on, on their job, as we talked about, it can be uh, have some very specific needs. So basically, we just want to let everyone know that we're, we're here essentially to provide education. It is not all. 100% nutrition uh, related. We do speak on several different topics. Sure. Um, and we just hope that you guys can uh, come to come to our, our seminar, stop by the booth and talk to us and uh, let us share all the information that we have specific to the working dog world. Outstanding. And Jill, you got anything else? I would just say, although we're science nerds, we're fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very easy to talk to. So this is a great example of, of what we do here at HITS is, you know, we've, we try to bring in the, some of the best people in the industry. We bring in vendors that are relevant to our handlers. You know, we could have more vendors at HITS. So we have 100 this year, but we could probably have more. But sometimes people call us and they're just simply not a match for our audience. They just don't, uh, it's just not a product. Maybe it's a pet product that has no, no working dog nexus to it. So Hopefully everybody that's listening to this is looking at our website, hitsk9.net. Hitsk9.net will give you the bios of Dr. Klein is on there. Um, you can kind of get to know her. We'll put the show notes, everybody else's contact information. And then you can uh, check out Hits, see what uh, classes we're offering, see the different vendors. And then this is a great example of seeing what type of networking we have available. So it's not just with the instructors, it's not with just the other um, handlers then you also get to meet all the industry vendors and they're all very open they're interested in this uh, industry because as you can hear from this show there's a passion about working dogs not just uh, through the the science part of it but because they also have working dogs of their own so they're knowledgeable people that are here to uh, help us with you know making our partners better and uh, making our jobs better and safer so i appreciate everybody jumping on today 
and I appreciate all the time you take uh, to help our dogs and our profession. So thank you guys for the show today, and we will be talking to you in Chicago. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. HITS Radio is brought to you by the professionals at HITS Training and Consulting. Don't miss out on the world's largest law enforcement canine training conference coming to the McCormick Center in Chicago, Illinois this August. HITS has the most diverse class schedule to fit your training needs. And with over 100 vendors, you'll find everything you need to gear up for your next shift. Register today and save at www.hitscanine.net.